0: All right, so how's everybody doing? This beautiful Wednesday evening that just started raining. It's great. All right, so um, last week, uh, Brother Nathan talked about uh, HP and CP. Does anybody remember what that is? Besides you, Nathan. What was the last one? CP? close proximity, yeah, yeah, all right, okay, yeah, high potency, close proximity, Um, and there's a formula that that we've been talking about uh, this last couple weeks, it's going to be HP plus CP plus CC equals MI, I have the opportunity to talk to you guys about the last part being CC, but just to recap, um, high potency, Um, we've used the uh, analogy that, uh, um hey, it's on the screen, um, we use the analogy of salt and light, um, Nathan talked about the, the salt, um, salt being, um, something that, uh, back in the day, wasn't refined like it is today, and so it was filled with other minerals, and so it had, it has to be refined in order to be potent, it has to be strong, um, also, after, after the meat, if you're trying to preserve something, if it becomes, if what you're trying to preserve, um, if it soaks up all the salt, it becomes unsalty. So it's no good. It, and the Bible says it's only good to be thrown out and stamped upon. Um, three things salt does. It makes somebody thirsty. Um, and we're to be like salt because so, we are to make people thirsty for God through how we live our lives. Salt also preserves things, as we just talked about. If it, doesn't, if it loses its saltiness, it no longer preserves things, and so it's no good. It's not able to keep things from ruining and thirdly, it spices things up. And everyone knows that we need some spice in our lives from time to time. Um, but what better way to spice up somebody's life than to introduce them to Jesus? In order to be a contagious Christian, we have to be authentic, we have to be compassionate, and we have to have a sacrificial heart. We have to be able to sacrifice things, not only money, but also times. Um, we have to sacri- sacrifice. Um, our own lives or what, what we want to do versus what we need to do. And this other thing is cr- close proximity. Um, salt, you can have the most potent salt in the world. It could be 100% sodium nitrate or whatever it's called. Um, but if it's not touching anything, it doesn't matter. It's like a salt shaker sitting on the table. If you don't pick that salt shaker up and pour it on your food, it's no good. It's, it, it can't make anybody thirsty, you can't preserve anything. You can't spice anything up if it does not come in contact with it. So without high potency, without close proximity, salt, Christians, you, me, we're unable to do what we're called to do for God. We're unable to make an impact. But without clear communication, we can try to make all the impact we want. It's not going to matter. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So we're going to talk about clear communication. Um, I want to look at uh, the verses that we used uh, from last week. Matthew 28, no. No, I'm sorry. Matthew five thirteen through 16. And it is as follows, maybe, if I can find it. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, How can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. that's the part that we talked about last week. This week, we're going to talk about this next part. So you are the light of the world, a city situated on a hill that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven so that's what we're gonna talk about tonight is being the light there's a couple things that light does lights able to heat things up with you in a lot of um, restaurants they use heat lamps red heat lamps to keep things hot and as Christians that was, that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to be the light for this world to keep things moving to keep things growing um, to keep things hot uh, for other Christians. That's why we're called to meet together like this. Like we are tonight. Um, if we don't do that we become complacent. We become cold in our walk with God. So bumping shoulders. Bumping elbows with, uh, with other Christians. Other believers. We help make each other hot. And keep the fire burning. Also. Light is to make things clear. If we turn out all the lights. You probably wouldn't be able to see me very well. This might be a good thing for some. But. If we turned out all the lights and I tried to sh- draw you a picture up here maybe a dog or an elephant, you couldn't see it. So light helps make things clear. And we're to be the light for those who don't know Jesus to make things clear for them. For those who do know God, we're to be the light for them to make things clear so that they can understand what they're reading. So in the, in this step of clear communication, this is the part where we take this high potency. We take the close proximity. We've already got those together. But now this is, the, this is the time where we start to talk about our faith. This is the part that we have to be able to make those simple conversations and transform them into spiritual conversations with spiritual concepts, um, with everyday, everyday talk, everyday conversations. Um, Paul made this clear in Romans 10, um, 14 through 15. He he warned them that, that people wouldn't understand the message on their own. Let's go ahead and turn there to Romans 10. That's verses 14 through 15. Everybody there? Alright, I got my dad there, so that's good. Okay, so... Romans ten fourteen through 15 says this. But how can they call on Him they have not believed in? How can they believe without hearing about Him? How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good news. So, without somebody going and telling telling them about Jesus they're not going to hear it there's all kinds of places in this world all kinds of people groups that are that have been untouched so far that have never heard the words of Jesus that have never heard the name of Jesus and without people going they never will and so that's that's where we come in that's where you and I as Christians we come in because we're to send people but if if you just if you just sit back and watch somebody do something, are you really gonna understand, are you really gonna learn about what what they're what they know, what they understand, what they believe in. It's like take Bill Gates. Everybody know who Bill Gates is? Microsoft, really really rich guy. Say you're to, to follow him around for, for a week, you, you watch him do watch him do whatever it is he does probably not a whole lot of work cuz he's got 81 billion dollars. So you you just watch him. You just watch him see what he does. Do you think the next day, next week, next month, next year that you're going to have 81 billion dollars? Probably not. Probably not. So just like just like in that in that instance, you're not going to people are not going to come to know God just by looking at you. There has to be a conversation. It takes somebody articulating the gospel out of out to them by spelling out who God is and what kind of damage my sin and your sin has caused and how we all need to for- need the forgiveness and life that Christ offers. But in order for that to happen, we must take the initiative and steer discussions towards spiritual topics. This is where we take all the concepts of HP and CP, high potency and close proximity and really start to have fun with it. But before you are able to initiate these kinds of discussions, You must start with the heartfelt assurance that only your life is better now than it was before you met God. But that lives of others will be better too, even through the tough times. If we ourselves don't believe that God can transform and change our lives, then there's no way we can convince somebody else that he can do the same for them. So we must first know that. So... Tonight, I want to I want to start with a little bit of prayer. Um, I want to do things a little bit different. Do you know that God has transformed your life tonight? Is that something that you truly know, truly understand? Can you see that? Would you be able to explain that? So tonight, I want to start out with just a little prayer that God would help you see that through this through tonight. I'm going to assume that everybody here is saved, mostly because I know most of you. Um, But you know, if there's any need that you have tonight. I think, God, I think God wants to meet you here in this place and, 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 and change that. You know, it, it'd, be, it'd be wrong for me to try to put the cart before the horse and say that we all, we all know how God has changed us, because I don't know that. I don't, I don't know 100% that. So right now I just want to pray. I want you guys to pray where you're at, um, and just pray that God will reveal to you right now what, what he's done in your life, the things that he's changed, um, and uh, that he would continue to show you God I just thank you for tonight Lord and I just pray God at this time father God that you would begin to show us God reveal to us God what you have done in our lives father we know that we are saved God we know that we are heaven bound but God I just pray God that you would reveal to us father for an evangelistic purpose God for your purpose God for your glory God, that you would reveal to us the things God, Lord, that you have changed in our lives. God, that you would reveal to us and show us how you have taken us through these hard times, Father. Lord, that you would show us how you have transformed our lives. And God, I just pray, Father, that you would begin to stir within us, God, a boldness and a, and a, and a fire and a courage, God, to... to for to be able to go out and to spread your word, God. I pray, God, though, that you would break our hearts for those who are not saved, God. God, that we could understand the concept that you love us just as much as you love anyone out there who is not saved, God. There's no difference in your love. And God, I just pray, Father, that you would, that you would touch my lips, God, you would touch my tongue, God, that I would speak your words, Father, and not my own. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right. So now that everybody um, has said that prayer and everybody knows what God has done for them, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, So I got. I want you guys to turn your Bibles to John four one through eleven. And and in in John four, it uh, it it shows us a method that I'm going to talk about. Um, Because there's three different types of uh, communication that I want to talk to you guys about tonight. There's a lot more, but these are the three main ones that we're probably going to use in a day-to-day conversation, um, in a day-to-day reality. The first one is going to be direct communication. The second one is indirect communication. And the third one is invitational communication. So the first method I want to talk about is going to be direct communication. So we're going to be in John 4, verses 1 through 11. So everybody knows this story. I'm sure it's a story of the, the woman at the well. The, and so I just want to show you guys, this. Jesus uses the direct method here. Um, he uses it in a way that is... Um, straightforward there's no there's no jumping around there's no question of what God is at, is getting to here um, for what Jesus is getting to here so let's see uh, John 4 verse 1 through 11 when Jesus knew that the Pharisees heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John though Jesus himself was not baptizing but but his disciples he left Judah and went again to Galilee he had to travel through Samaria so he came to a town of some through the town of Samaria called Sicar, near the, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about six in the evening. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, for his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God, and who is, who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep, so where do you get this living water? So the way the, way the direct method works It's simple you just raise a spiritual topic and see that there's an interest in talking about it What Jesus did here was 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 simple. He didn't he didn't open up and and Have any very long conversation. It it was very indirect. There was not a whole lot of dialect. All he did was ask for a drink And say if you knew who I was you would ask for living water if somebody said that to us Just out of the blue that would be intriguing. I mean can I have some food? Well, if you saved living food, it'd be alive, so that probably wouldn't be funny <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we give you living food anyway, um, so if somebody said they're going to give you living water um that would probably be pretty weird um and we would want to know what they're talking about um so this this method is obviously direct, um hence the name, the direct method um, and it's probably one of the hardest forms of communication because the chances of getting shot down. Or denied are pretty high, um, but yet it still opens the door for some conversations. Um, the key is to do like Jesus did with the Samaritan woman. Um, he piques her interest by mentioning living water, nothing too dramatic or eloquent. Sometimes we try to overthink things or maybe think, how can I make a difference? We see here that it doesn't, make, it doesn't take much, but when you're willing, God will do the rest. Um, there's all kinds of things that you could open up with. Um, you know, one being, uh, if you'd like to know the difference between religion and Christianity, let me know. I'd like to be happy to talk to you about it. And that's very direct. There's no, there's no other dialogue besides that. You open up, hey, I'm Danny. If you want to know about uh, the difference between Christians and, and religion, let me know. I'd love to talk to you about it. To me, I'd be step, I'd, I'd be set back. Or, okay, your name's Danny, but why are you talking to me like that? What do you mean? Um, but that, that's one way to open it up. Um, and if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, what is the difference between religion and Christianity? I thought my religion was Christianity. Um, there is a difference. And I will get to that later on, which will be another one of our topics, um, because it is important to know the difference. Um, religion and Christia- Christianity are different. Um, so another one that you can use is, how's it going today? We've probably all used that one at some point or another. Um, but, you know, if the person says, oh, I'm I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine, I'm doing great, actually, that's good. But if they're saying, oh, you know, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine, and they walk off, or, or that's all they say, and you can tell, you know, you can tell whether somebody's really fine or not most of the time. Um, but, you know, if you do go to somebody, I, 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 I'm a therapist, so I go to people's houses all the time, and that's one of my opening questions nearly every time. Um, and it's basically out of habit, uh, not because... Not because I don't care, it's just, that's just what I say. Um, And so, (laughs) because I do care, I do care, it's just, it's a habit of mine. Um, So I I go into the house and I I sit down and I say, so how's everything going today? Oh, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, good, good. So, and then we get to work. But if if I ask somebody, how's it going? And they say, well, it's terrible actually, let me tell you. I'm kind of, all right, I wasn't really looking for that answer, so what's going on? you know i really wasn't expecting that um and and that's and that's a failure on my part cuz really i'm asking the question i really really am concerned about that that patient of mine but well i wasn't expecting to hear that i wasn't expecting an answer of bad i'm not doing good in fact i had a patient do that to me today and i was just okay all right but i've been i was ready for this sermon so i said well what's going on what can i help you with so so i'm learning from this too i'm learning from this too But you know, we we had a conversation about this um, a few months ago. In fact, um, with uh, with CJ when he was uh, when he was uh, preaching on the uh, the series of community, Um, guys probably all remember that. All of you look like you've been here that long. Um, So when we say that, normally we're probably meaning, "Hi, I see you standing there, sucking wind," and that's all we mean. Um, But if we truly get the point. We truly get to the point where we want to know how they were doing. Because just like us, God is madly in love with them and wants a relationship with them just as bad as he does with us. If we can get to that point, then what would we say? If somebody said, oh, I'm fine. One, two, three. Okay, let's try that again. If somebody says, oh, I'm fine, what can you say? One, two, three. That is not good, guys. It's raining outside and y'all are quiet. Baloney, that's right. Thank you. Thank you baloney we say baloney or we say come on are you really okay what's going on and if we truly care if we're truly doing the will of God we continue that conversation we continue it because most of the time if you truly show that you're interested in that that person's life they're gonna be more open to share with you what's really going on and giving you that opportunity to share Share what God has done for you. It's always a good idea not to only let them know that you care, but it's also a good idea to let them know that God cares too. And then if they're not a Christian, that you're willing to share with them what God has done for you and willing to talk to them about God whenever they're ready. Briefly, here's a few more convo starters. Um, some of them are um, you could probably use and think, oh, that's a good one. Others, you're probably like, I would never use that because. That's just crazy. So, here we go. Um, I'm curious. Do you ever think about spiritual matters? All right. Very open to the point. Who in your opinion was Jesus Christ? What's your spiritual background? Have you have you ever been to church before? Um, what particular religious perspective has have you grown up in? Where where did you go to church, basically? Um This one's kind of weird. Do you ever wonder what happens to us when we die? I mean, it's not a weird question, but if you didn't know the person, you just walked up to him. Hey Andrew, you know what happened to us when we die? I don't know you, but do you know? That'd be weird. Um, but all all of these all of these don't have to be the initial words you speak to somebody. Um so try to have a conversation first. Relationships are important. <laughs> um where are you heading in your spiritual journey? Um so if you have a if you have a friend or a, or a colleague or coworker that's straight to the point, guns blazing, no fluff, these are probably going to be the best best ones for you to use. Um, obviously, we don't want to start out with just saying those things because that would just be weird. Um, so have conversation with them. Um, you know, you may the with a direct method, you don't need an invitation um, or try to work that into the conversation. The direct method is just asking the question. Um, Obviously, we want to have a relationship with these people first. Um, obviously, we should have relationships um, with non-Christians, um, or as our as our book um, that uh, me and Nathan have been reading, "irreligious people" is what is what it says in there. Um, you know, like Jesus. Jesus met with the tax collectors. He met with the sinners. He didn't just bump elbows with his disciples. Um, he met with those, and that's why the Pharisees had such a problem with him. Um, and we should be doing the same thing. Um, should we be dating them? No, um, but we should be living life with them. Um, you know, inviting them to barbecues or or or, or whatever to to church functions, um, which is another one of our methods that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, if we can do that, the amount of impact that we're going to have is going to be a whole lot more. Um, the next method we're going to talk about is um, the indirect method. The indirect method takes some elements of discussion topic and utilizes it to turn the conversation toward matters of God, faith, or the church. This method is one we hear of most of the time and say, oh yeah, I do that, I do that. You're having a conversation with somebody and turns into talking about God. That happens a lot. Um, But truth be told, as Nathan told us last week, only 4% of Christians are actually witnessing. Um, So we may do that, but not near enough. Um, So, I want to have some volunteers tonight. Um, Be a little different. Um, Nobody raised their hand at once now. (laughs) I'm going to start picking. All right. All right, my dad, my dad. And let's get Sabe um, and Branson. That's why I picked you. You weren't looking. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm gonna ha- I've got a couple topics that I want to talk about. I want you guys to talk about, not me. Um, and so since this method is so widely used, this should be an easy one for most of us, um, I'm going to give you a topic to talk about with the person. Um, and I want you to try to divert the topic into talking about something that has to do with God whether it be church, your faith, uh an event coming up, what have you? Well, obviously you do it's my dad or Sabe. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Was, like, no, no. There's 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 no there's no dialogue already made for you. I just want to uh um actually this first one will be me um and you. All right, so the the first topic is going to be business. All right, so you're a business guy, correct? You d- you do business, okay? All right, so do I. Um, so if 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 I was to come up to you, and I was to say, so, Branson, how's how's business going for you? How's business? How's uh your work going? What what would you say? All right, staying steady. All right. Am I not loud enough? <laughs> <laughs> you are now. You are now. All right. So <coughs> in in what way um can you make that um into a conversation that's gonna end up talking about God? Talking about your faith. I think that if you run you just know, want me to hold it. <laughs> I think that if you're you have to would like establish the trust first, you don't just want to run into personal matters right away. But when you, I think when you kind of get to know them for a little bit first um, and they see your interest like that, you truly care that you would be able to run into something like, w- since we were talking about business, you would be a- like, say something, Have how long have you been in business? Did you grow up in business? You're getting to learn their background, then you can roll into also how is, you know, what's your, when you go into business background, you can say, well, what's your background? Did your dad grow up in it? And then they start to open up about, family, and then when they open up about family, they could say, well, how was, then you can just open up into conversation further that way. Very good, very good. It's a good way, good way. What about you, Sabriana? What would you say if I said, how's business going, or how's school going? Um, I would probably say school's going good. Um, How I would introduce, like, Jesus into the conversation is first what Branson says, build their trust to show that To show that person that you actually care about them, and so when you show that person you care about them, that makes them draw closer and attention to you. And so I'd be, I would probably say, you know, I feel like God has planted something on on my heart to start something in school, like a Bible club or something, and that be the person be like, oh, you are a Christian, and be like, yes, and this is why and how God saved me and everything like that. Very good. Very good. All right, um Dad, um, if you were talking to somebody, you you already know this person. They're already um, good friends of yours. You've known them for a while. You've had lots of conversations with them. Um, and the only thing that you talk to them about most of the time is going to be sports. <laughs> obviously, obviously. could use Andrew in this one as well, but he didn't volunteer. Um, so, so if, if, if I was your, your friend and you knew I didn't, I didn't know Jesus and I'd come up to you, how about those Cardinals? Have you, have you went and saw a game? What, what, would what would you be able to say in order to get that conversation turned into a godly, into a godly topic, to a spiritual topic? Wow, I don't know. They're playing so bad. I don't know if are going to talk about them or not, <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just try to try to get the conversation to uh, you know, I, you know, I'm all about sports. And uh, uh, do you know any Christian <laughs> baseball players? <laughs> well, Cardinals is good because most a lot of those guys are Christians, and uh, you know, Holiday and Wayne and all them guys. Eh? They're big in the community, and uh, I don't know. I just somehow <laughs> crooked over to that somehow. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, and you know, it, I know I put you guys on the spot, but it, it, this is kind of how it, how it would be if you're really thinking about um, every top, every conversation you have. Uh, with a person who's not saved, which we should be thinking about, how can we get this person to know God? Um, and if we have that relationship, like Branson and Sabrina was talking about, we have to have that relationship. Branson, Sabrina, Branson, save. Um, if if you have to just go together, so that's why I said that. Um, with Branson and Save, we we obviously have to have that relationship first. And so with this indirect method, most of the time we're going to have that 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 relationship, that rapport, somewhat. Um because we'll be talking about a conversation that is not doesn't have to do with God um, and if we can t- find a way to tie in um, like with sports um, you know Christian athletes uh, with business um, Branson, when you go to your business meetings, don't you guys have worship and all that? That's another thing you can use to um, to kind of open up that conversation it's just a it's just a, a just interject that uh, um, that spiritual topic that the the, the topic of God um, and it they may not respond to it it may just be something you say and they move on um, but at least you've been you've opened up that um, that door um, say you know talking about the uh, the Christian organizations um, and everything at your school you just open up that topic it, you know you would be surprised at how often people would ask about that to- that the thing that you're doing um especially, you know a business meeting this is for people saved, not saved um, for people trying to make money make a living, but yet you have a worship time during your business meetings. Um, you know that's that's certainly something that's intriguing, something different. Um, you know, occasionally you'll have a business meeting that opens up in prayer. I know Walmart does that um, occasionally, but uh, um, having a full-on worship service that's pretty awesome um, so Anyway, those are just a few topics. Um, you know, other topics, holidays, um, even moving. You know, um, you meet somebody at the store in a U-Haul. They're moving. Say, for instance, they're moving to D Street. Well, obviously, we're right here. D Street's right there. Um, obviously, it'd be easy to get that conversation going. Um, at least interject. Um, you know, your church that you go to here in New Song um, is right here. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're asking about uh, a good restaurant um, to eat at. Or, or a place to um, have fun, or a place to uh, um, just go relax. Um, you know, we're having an event coming up um, in September. Um, that's a perfect time to say, "Hey, I know, a, I know a good place you can go to relax, have fun, eat good food, and just have a good time." That's a good time to to interject that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we can do in indirect conversation. Um, it's, it's the, the 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 chan- the opportunities are endless um when it comes to this method um so just in everyday conversations try to think of a way um that you can um talk to people that don't know god or that do know god find a way to interject the conversation and and move it towards um towards jesus tor- towards christ um, you know I- if we don't a person that that says they're saved and uh, doesn't ever talk about about God we have to question whether or not that is that is truly um, their desire to know God um, because you'll obviously talk about things you love the most um, it's just like CJ says he doesn't like sports not going to catch him talking t- about sports to many people I would imagine not um, but if you talk to him you always hear him talking about God um, so so we've got the direct method we've got the indirect method um, the l- third method is invitational method um inviting your friends or coworkers to seeker oriented outreaches um, can not only be a good way to invite them to church but also open up an opportunity for spiritual discussions again, you may get shot down but this but with understanding and maybe an open ended question um, about uh, maybe their church background or maybe their um their hobbies their likes their dislikes um, you might be able to um make the discussion go uh, go further of course you never know what the answer is going to be until you ask um, there's a few principles you can't forget about any of these methods um, you can't you can't move forward until you've got these principles down um, and the first one obviously is prayer um, God has a awesome way of opening up opportunities making making um, Doors open, ways for you to talk to people about God. Um, And so there's no substitute for consistent prayer. Ask God not only to give you wisdom and guide your words, but also to help others be open and interested in what you have to say. Next, you want to talk to people individually. That's another principle. Um, Peer pressure isn't just a teenage phenomenon. It's real, and even with adults, it's it's. It's even tough to get over for adults sometimes um it's best to talk to someone about such an important topic one on one so they don't feel embarrassed or concerned with opinions of anyone who's listening um and I find that true in 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 my walk um if i've got um when I was in college i I had a few friends that uh um I knew didn't know god um and uh we would i we would just be talking, and i would, we'd get on the conversation of something that had to do with uh, a uh, uh, on-campus event or something like that. And I was part of Chi Alpha, so um, you know, I just started talking about Chi Alpha um, and, and you know the things that God was doing in Chi Alpha. And normally, when it was a bunch of us, they would just laugh, mm-hmm. um, and that was okay. That was okay with me, because um, there was a couple of them that when I talked to him alone. The questions would come. The, there was, there was always a time where they would ask me questions of, why do I believe this? Uh, what does this mean? Um, you know, some of those questions that that I was talking about earlier. Who 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 was Jesus Christ? Who really is that? Um, did he really die on a cross? Um, did he really rise again? Um, those kind of questions came a lot. So, one-on-one conversations are probably going to be your best scenario. Of course, talking in a group um, is still is. Can happen, can help um, some, but most of the time if you're talking to people who are skeptical um, and who are surrounded by um, things that are not of God, um, one-on-one is probably going to be the best best scenario there. Um, you're going to want to pique curiosity. Um, don't feel like you have to bring up faith in a direct fashion every time. Um, you want to first build relationship. Drop hints. Create curiosity. Um, the same way that Jesus did when he was... Talking to the woman at the well. Um, you know, he piqued her curiosity with saying, with, you know, the phrase living water. Um, let them further the conversation um, by asking what you mean by that. Um, there's all kinds of things in the Bible that most people don't use in an everyday conversation um, when we're being humble. Um, if you use that word um, in a normal conversation, somebody's going to ask you about it. Um, so, um another another way is to rely on reciprocal reflexes. Anybody know what that is? Me neither. It just sounded smart, so I threw it in there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> um it's actually in the book, so that's the only reason I know. Um it's a fancy way of saying if you want to tell someone about your own interests and beliefs, start by asking them about theirs um naturally they will answer your questions and then ask you a similar one um you know just in in a in a conversation with somebody you know um if you've never had that conversation do you believe in god it's very easy to bring up um and if they don't if if you've never told them that you believe in god i'm pretty sure they're gonna ask you back um you also want to seize split-second opportunities. Every day we are asked questions that open up enormous opportunities to share a faith. The main one being, what are you doing this weekend? This question opens up endless possibilities to invite them to an event, invite them to church, invite them to a barbecue, whatever the weekend holds. It is si- if it's centered around God, he wants them there. Uh, most of the time if my patients ask me if, uh, uh, what I'm doing this weekend, in the past, I've, I've just said, oh, nothing, just spending time with family. That's most of the time what I say. Um, just because it's an easy response, it doesn't require a whole lot of explanation. Um, it's quick, easy, and to the point, spending time with family. Um, but that's the easy way out. Um, there's always two doors you can go through, one safe and familiar, um, the other risky, uncharted, and full, sp- full of potential. Um, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to a church barbecue. I'm going to a men's breakfast. I'm going, um, now you can go to women's Bible study on Saturday. Um, you know, actually telling, telling people what you're doing at your church or with your church family, um, whether they know your church family or not. Um, just letting them know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, that could definitely open up that, the room for conversation there. So now that we have three methods out of the way, um, let's talk about the meat of evangelism, the clear message. Um, First, we must understand the gospel for ourselves. Um, Second, we must be sure we know how to illustrate it for those who don't. Um, So let's start with ourselves. First, those of you who are well-seasoned, been Christians for a long time, uh, this might be a little redundant, um, but just bear with me. but briefly, let's go through the four points that we need to know in order to get a firm grasp of the gospel. Um, and this, these are just four quick points um, to use for evangelism. That we can talk about each one of these in a completely different sermon for a completely different day. But um, for sake of time, we're going to go through these fairly quickly. Um, so the four points um, that you need to know in order to evangelize, in order to um, to give a clear message of, of what the Bible's talking about. First, there's God, there's us, there's Christ, and then there's you, there's what you do about it. Um, first is God. God has many characteristics, but there are three that are especially relevant to evangelism. The first point is He is loving. Out of His compassion, He made us and desires to have a relationship with us, even though we are sinners, we who have rebelled against him, he continually extends his love to us. Second, God is holy. This means he is absolutely pure and he is separate from anything that is impure. Thirdly, he is just. He is like a good judge that can't wink a broken wink at a broken law. Rather, he must he must give out justice, meaning he is the perfect judge who will dispense justice to everyone fairly. All right, the next Um, point is going to be us Um, when God first created humans he made us good he made us without sin but we abused our freedom rebelled against him and became evil as we just said God is holy which in turn exposes us for who we are and his justice deals fairly with the sins we've committed unfortunately because the seriousness of our sins God must punish us for our sins with a just sentencing which is, which in short, is death, both physical and spiritual, and to top it off, we're helpless to change our situations. There's nothing that we can do because of what we, because of our sins. There's nothing we can do to repay it. Now, if I ended there, we'd all go home very sad. Um, but unfortunately, but fortunately, the, but fortunately, we know what the Bible says, and Jesus came. So the third thing we're going to talk about is Jesus. Jesus is you. Uni- Uniquely able to solve our dilemma um, because he's both God and man as God he has the power and authority to devise a plan for our salvation as a man he is able to execute the plan by taking upon himself the punishment that we deserved as the central truth Jesus died in our place as our substitute he paid the death penalty for us and is doing and in doing so he expressed his love of God upheld the holiness of God and satisfied the, the justice. He did all of that so that he could turn around and offer us his forgiveness, his friendship and leadership as a gift, even though we don't deserve it, that we can't pay for it and we could never earn it. The only way we can receive it is if we humbly bow before him and admit our sins and simply say yes to his incredible offer. When we do that, our debt is paid in full and we receive the promise of eternal life with him. So to sum it up, there's a song which I'm not going to sing Um, but, uh, I'm just going to tell you the words of it. Um, you guys probably all know it. And it's he paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Lastly. And the last thing, um, the four, uh, last of the four points we're going to talk about is going to be you, me, um, Christians. The ball's in our court, and it's up to us to decide what we're going to do with it. Jesus pra- paid the price of salvation for the whole world, not just us sitting here, not just for those who are already saved, for the entire world, um, but only those who say yes will actually receive forgiveness. And in order to do that, in order to help people, Um, come to know God we must be able to illustrate um, a clear message illustrate what exactly God has done for us and so I'm just going to talk about a couple of them there's a lot of them um, um, that uh, the author uses in that in the book a contagious Christian but uh, one is a do versus done Um, religion is due Christianity is done um like i said before i was going to tell you what what the difference is and here this is this is it religion says you are saved by what you do um christianity says you are saved by what christ has already done um keeping this simple you can't do anything to be saved it's a gift you're unable to repay your debt by any action to achieve salvation only through christ can we be saved the work's already been done all we have to do is is receive it and say yes uh, another good illustration, which is uh, the most common illustration, um, is the bridge illustration. Um, and this is where... Um, very good, very good. I didn't even ask him to do that. Um, so you've got a piece of paper here, and you've got us on one side, you've got God on the other. Um, and so what happened is we sinned, um, and that caused this big cavern in the middle here. Um, and there's Andrew. Um I said cavern. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we've got this big cavern in the middle and and <laughs> with our because of our sin, the only thing that we're able to do, the only thing that we can achieve is death. Um there's no way we can get across that cavern. But uh that's when Jesus came down. Um Jesus came down. He overcame death. He overcame hell, he overcame the grave. Um, and he died on the cross um, for our sins. That cross allows us to cross. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that cross allows us to cross over and be able to be with God. Um, so there a couple of other ones is the Roman road, the baseball illustration, um, the airplane illustration. Um, all of the tools of which uh, give a visual description of salvation. Um, these are good to use with people who just don't understand. How can God save us? How did Jesus coming to earth, how can that be what saves us from sin? Um, And these are just easy illustrations. Um, And I just want to end with this. Um, If we get it in our hearts and in our minds that God loves each and every person the same. Saved, sinner, or anything else you can imagine. God loves us all the same. He doesn't love me and he doesn't love you any more, or any less. And he loves a person that gets drunk every night, commits adultery, steals, murders, or any other horrible thing you can imagine. He loves us all the same, um, and th- that's a that's a concept that's that's hard for a lot of people to get. Um, it's a hard concept for those who are still in living in sin, for them to get as well. Um, but he loves us all the same. And if you remember back to our text, Matthew 28, in verses 19 and 20, it's our it's it's the great it's the great commission. It, it's 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 telling us what we should do as Christians, um, each and every one of us. There's no there's no difference whether or not you feel called into ministry, um, there's no difference whether you feel called into the to, to lay work. Um into and, and the secular um, work field, there's there's no difference. We're all called to do the same thing. So in verse 19, it says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age." This wasn't just a statement that the last statement that Jesus made um, to the disciples just to get them all fired up. Um, this was a this was a statement that reigns true even today. Um, Every nation, all people, good, bad, and indifferent, um, we are all to love them as God loves us. Um, and if we can get this, if we can get this uh, in our mind and 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 really grasp it and understand what that God truly does love us all the same, and we can get the heart and mindset of God, um, the things that we can do for our world are endless. Um, so, in order to to close out with with this uh, tonight in order to be high potent in close proximity clear communication we have to first truly rely on this and rely on God and if we can do those things and be able to share the message of God with with unbelievers with your friends, with your families, your co-workers we're truly going to make a maximum impact back in, in Bible times whenever um, the disciples um after Jesus left and the disciples began preaching and teaching it it wasn't it wasn 't by some miracle that uh, that so many people got saved it wasn 't by anything that we 're unable to do now. We can do the exact same thing they they did We have the same power they had but the, are we willing to do that? Are we willing to to step out of our comfort zone um maybe ask a few questions that 's uncomfortable for us um maybe steer a conversation to a to a point that we're not used to um, a good thing to remember is if you're not if you're if you're comfortable you're probably not doing what you need to do um, so I just want to uh, close in prayer um, and of course if there's any needs tonight um, to uh, uh, we'll, I'd love to stay and pray with you uh, remember our pastors um, in your prayer tonight um, that God would just uh, keep them safe and uh and give them good rest um so Heavenly father i just thank you for tonight god and i just thank you father um for the word that you've given us god in in your bible god i just pray god that father we would begin to have that heart that you that you have god we would have the nature that you have father a love and a passion for the lost people god of this earth father i pray god lord that each one here father would you would begin to stir in them, God, that desire, Father, that, that, that passion for lost people, God, because we're no different than they are, God. We just chose to say yes already, God, and they haven't said, that yet. They haven't said yes to you yet. But, God, it is your desire that they would, and it, we are supposed to be your mouthpieces, God. Your word tells us, God, that we're supposed to go out and spread your good word, God. Father, I pray right now, God, Lord, that you would that you would go with us tonight, Father. That you would be with our pastors, Father, Lord, as they continue the vacation, God, Lord. I pray, God, Lord, that you would that you would continue to bless them and touch them, God. May they come back rejuvenated and with an awesome word from you, God, Father. I pray, God, that you would be with each and every one of these tonight, God, as they go back home, Father. I pray that you would uh, give them safe passage, God, Lord. I pray that you would give them. Give them visions, Father, Lord, of what you want them to do, God. Lord, that you would direct their path, Father, to a, to a sinner tomorrow, God. That they may live life with them, God. And, God, they may, they may give a good word from, from you, God. Lord, I, just, I, I thank you, God, for tonight, Lord. And I just pray, God, that, that Father, we would, we would come back to this place on Sunday, God, and hear an awesome word from Vincent, God. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so thanks for coming out and uh, dealing with me tonight. Um, So uh, uh, Pastor Vincent will be preaching both services on Sunday um, and uh, men's breakfast Saturday. Uh, We're going to be meeting here, um, and so uh, if you want to bring some food, you can. If not, um, I'll be bringing bringing some, so um, come out and join us if you've not ever been. There's got to be more than going back and forth.